Success has its ebbs and flows, meaning that in the words of the Honorable Sean Carter, Jay-Z, yes, he said, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. As long as you stay the same, it'll come back around, right? Come on. And so, and so that's success. Like, one day you're going to kill it. One day you're going to feel like you ain't doing nothing. But uh -huh. the thing is, you got to always, always motion, always motion, right? Come on, man. Slow motion is better than no motion. Big facts. Come on. What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. What's up, what's up, my FY Fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. the kid that did and the man that can, baby. And today, we're going to be chopping up with best-selling author, the financial motivator, and Mr. Abundance is your birthright himself, Ash Cash. How you doing, boss? How you? Yeah, I'm doing well, brother. Blessed, man. You know what I'm saying? Woke up this morning healthy and, and, and ready to just to make impact and change a lot of lives, man. So I'm feeling blessed, brother. Yes, sir. That's what it's all about, making that impact, man. Before we get started, I just want to thank you for being our special guest for this 100th episode, man. You're a living legend, and you really continue to set a great example for entrepreneurs. So I just want to thank you genuinely. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just had to give you your flowers, man. But this is FYI Fly, where we really like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff, man. That's cool. Let's go. Let's get it. Ready. <laughs> That's a bet. So I want to hear from you. What was like a major turning point that you had in your 20s that kind of led up to all the amazing things that you're doing now? Man, uh, right around 24, I became... So, so roughly around four years working in a bank, I became a VP at one of the largest financial institutions in the world. At 24. At, at 24 years old. And so at that moment, I was bringing in millions of dollars for the bank. And I think that was the moment that I realized my worth. It was that moment that I said, wow, you know, this young kid who grew up in a single parent home, who grew up in a low income. I grew up in the projects in Harlem. Like this young kid was able to, you know, put his mind to something and actually, you know, make something of himself. And so, and so mm -hmm. if, if, you know, that was the beginning of me knowing, you know, who I was. And then from there, it just mm -hmm. you know, kind of catapulted and, and it just kept building from that. And then here we are today. So it sounds like some that you've been successful and have some of the key attributes and characteristics of a successful person, you know, since your early 20s and things. So kind of describe what are some of those key characteristics or attributes that you credit to your success? So so no, number number one, I'll, you know, I always say start with the NMI. And so those without a vision will perish. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's really about having a vision, having an end. Like, what does the end look like for you? It doesn't mean that, the, and I'm not talking about like, yo, when you, when you die, yeah. <laughs> whatever you start, whatever you start, what is the end of that journey, right? Because life is your journey, not a destination. And so you're going to, mm -hmm. you're going to have multiple ends, right? So, so like I had an end, I said, yo, when I, when I, when I jump into this banking world, I want to be the top of the top. So what did the end look like to me? The end looked like CEO of a credit union, right? And so I said, mm -hmm. I always want to be a CEO. I want to run a bank. 
And so that was the end. And so from there, I took this big vision and I broke yeah. it down into different, you know, di- di- different pieces. Uh-huh. And every single day, I started to focus on one piece at a time. Right? All you could do is all you could do. I love so it. Every single day, I started focusing on one piece at a time. And then once I got to that level of success or what I was looking for, then it's like, all right, bet. What's the next end? What's this next journey I want to start? How does that look? And then I'm gonna break mm. that down as well. So I think. Number one, I would say for anybody who wants to look at, you know, like these pieces of success, number one, I start with the end in mind. Number two, though, is is consistency, right? Yes, because sir. a lot of times people, you know, start some things and, and they start, they stop, they start, they stop. They're not consistent. And so what happens is that what, what people don't realize is that success has its ebbs and flows, meaning that, you know, in, in the words of the Honorable Sean Carter, Jay-Z, yes, he said, sometimes you're up. Sometimes you're down. As long as you stay the same, it'll come back around, right? Come on. And so, and so that's success. Like one day you're gonna kill it. One day you're gonna feel like you ain't doing nothing. But uh-huh. the thing is, you gotta always, always motion, always motion, right? You always gotta, gotta, gotta make sure you, you're, you're moving in, in the right direction. Come on, man. Slow motion is better than no motion. Exactly. Come on. Come on. I want to touch back on something you said about you know having a plan and having a vision. One thing that I've noticed for a lot of young folks, a lot of millennials, a lot of Gen Z, sometimes we're real go with the flow. Uh-huh. And I'm a huge believer in making a plan and making a play. Yeah. That's what I'm a huge believer in. So I want to get your thoughts and kind of double down on having a plan, having a vision. Kind of talk to us about that. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I think, I, I think a couple of things. I think, I think that you know Kanye West said it the, the, the best. He said, "When you try hard, you die hard." And, and what I, what I mean by that is. You know, you should absolutely go with the flow, but you should go with your flow, right? And what that okay. what does that mean? That means that set the plan, right? The what is 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 your doing, right? So like you know, you ha- you have to be able to say what it is that you actually desire in life. So what do I desire? What do I you know? What do I desire? What do I want out of life? Set the plan. Set the vision. But be flexible though. Go mm. with the flow of 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 your your intuition. Go with the flow of your gut. Go with the flow of these intuitive hunches that you get that's guiding you towards the right direction. And I and I always like to use the example of a GPS system. Okay. Right? There's gonna be times where you're gonna have to take a route that you that you're not familiar with because yeah. The GPS system is guiding you to how you can get to your destination faster. Mm. And so, yes, I want you to have a plan, but I don't want you to be so stuck on that plan that when it's time to make the detour, you're not ready to make that detour. Right. Because you might think, you know, success is is this one way, but it's it's another way. Right. And that's honestly like the first thing you said or it goes back to it by having that vision or the note by having that end goal. You know, boom, we're on this route, we're on this lane. But if if, if there's a crash in that lane, we're going to have to flow, you know what I'm saying, flow to the different lane. But like you said, we're still trying to get to that ending vision, that end goal. So that makes a lot of sense, man. And what I really want to talk about is that big famous quote on your shirt, man. Go ahead, flex it up for man. This is your birthright. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. One of the most famous quotes. And I want you to kind of elaborate on the meaning behind that quote and kind of how do you want people to interpret that phrase? So abundance isn't something you have to work for. Abundance is actually yours already. Everything, everything you ever Mm. desired. The fact that, 
The fact that, that all of the scriptures, whether it's the Bible, whether it's the Quran, whether it's the Torah, whether it's law of attraction, all of, all of the ancient scriptures talk about make, being made in the image and likeness of God. Well, that image mm -hmm. is God's imagination, right? It's mm -hmm. God, you know, like, like, like God can think of something and make it happen. Right. And so God thought it and made it so. Right. So that's why when you think about books like Think and Grow Rich, it's not it's not do and grow rich. It's not grind and grow rich. It's think and grow rich because uh -huh. the image that we have, we're the only creatures that listen, the sun as powerful as it is, the moon as powerful, the ocean, all of it has one function. It can only do that one thing. Right. Mm. But us as human beings are the only ones that can literally, literally have a thought and then manifest that thought into something tangible and something real life. And mm -hmm. so when I say abundance is your birthright, it is a reminder, right? It is a reminder of your powers. It is mm -hmm. the reminder that you don't have to work hard in order to, to, to get what you desire because what you desire already wants you. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is, is listen. All you have to do is allow abundance. Anybody who's listening right now, if you don't have the money that you desire, if you don't have the relationship that you desire, if you don't have the business you desire, if you don't have, you know, fill in the blank, that's yeah. not because it's not available to you. It just means that you have not allowed it. You are allowing things to block those things from your, you know, from your, your existence. And mm. that's why you're having that experience that you're having. When you start to understand and you start to really believe that abundance is your birthright, that's when we, we go back to the flow, right? That's when yeah. that flow starts to guide you towards that abundance because now you are in a space of allowing it. Um, and, 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 that's, and, that, and that's what this phrase is. It's just a reminder uh, that you could be, do, and have anything that you desire. Something I want to focus on that you said was those people that are in those environments where they don't see a way out. They need that type of reminder of abundance is your birthright. But let's focus on what are some of the things that people can do that are, are that are in environments of lower income areas that are in environments of violence that are in that are not seeing those positive examples every single day from around their community. What can you say to them? What type of advice do you have for those people? Yeah, I, I, I would say you got to you have to create your own world. I would tell anybody that's in a wrong environment, get into the right environment. It doesn't have to be physical. We give so much energy to the physical environment, not mm. realizing that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so you can escape any you can escape any environment by just making sure you're putting the right things in your mind. And what winds up happening, the more you put the right things in your mind, now your physical you know, experience has to match what you feel, and yeah. then that's how you change that, that, that situation. Big facts, man. You literally took the words from my mouth, man. I was speaking to some high schoolers out here in Florida, and that's what I told them, man. I said, we're blessed to live in a time where you can literally escape your physical environment through a digital environment. And even what you said, you know, if you're feeding yourself, you're inputting good things, you're inputting good things, that output is going to slowly start to change, start to change, start to change. So I think that's huge, man. And, and then another point that you mentioned, well, um, you know, a, a little earlier in the interview that I think is huge that I want people to um, really tap in with is how you had that end goal, you had the big goal, but you broke it down into those smaller steps. 
And I think that is major, major, major for everybody listening, man. Absolutely. Because I think, you know, ultimately, you know, it's it's all about, you know, having that vision, knowing that the vision is gonna gonna shift while 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 you're going through stuff, but you yeah. you have access to every single thing you need. You don't have to you don't have to beg for it, you don't gotta borrow for it, you have access to everything. You just have to allow that access to guide you Big to facts. what you desire. Big facts, man. Big facts. Big facts. And we can't have you on here, man, and not really talk about the books, man. You're a best-selling author, over 10-plus books. I want to know from you and your opinion, why should everyone have some type of book to, you know, put their story out? You know, why should everybody have one? Yeah, I think when you, when you, look, at, when you look at the last count, there are probably over 8 billion people on this planet right now. And of those 8 billion people, you are the only you. You're yeah. the only person that has, has had, you, you, nobody else has your, your fingerprint. Nobody has your specific DNA. Mm. There will be no one else ever born that, 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 that is you, right? So you're unique in that way, which means you're also your experience is unique, which also everything that you've been through, there's people out there that need what you have to offer. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, what happens is that if if all of us are in real estate, if all of us do Airbnb, if all us if all of us you know are, are podcasters, right? Mm. What is going to differentiate you from other people? Well, it is a book, right? Because what yeah. happens is that when you write a book, right, you become the authority in your space. Mm. Well, what is the root word of authority? It's author. Right. And so, and, so, and so those who want to be the authority, those who want to own a space, once you start to write your book, you become that authority. When people start to look for a financial advisor or someone to talk about money, they come to me. Why? Because I am the author. I am the authority. I'm yes, the sir. author of Mind Right, Money Right, 10 Laws of Financial Freedom. I am the author of From the Block to the Bank, How mm. to Maximize Your Full Potential Despite Your Environment. I am the author of you know Abundance is Your Birthright. I'm the author of The Wake Up Call. So all of these books that I've, 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 I've authored mm. has made me the authority in certain spaces. Yes, you can go to a banker and, and ask them about money, but that doesn't trump the author of Mind Right, Money Right, Tales of Financial Freedom. So I yeah. say no matter what you do, whatever, no matter what your niche is, whatever whatever you uh, are, are making a living off of and an impact, uh, once you have a book, it helps exponentially grow uh, your influence and, and, and allows you uh, to grow your imp impact and your income. Love that, man. Love that. Earlier you mentioned, you know, if you would have came up and had the internet, you know, when you were younger, things would have been completely different for you. So let's throw an imaginary scenario. I'm real big on words, so we're going to say it's a completely imaginary scenario. Say, for example, you lost it all, man. Mm -hmm. How would you get it back in this day and age, in this time? How would you get it back? Yeah, no, no, number one, I would, I would find... I would do an I would do an assessment of myself. Mm -hmm. I would find, you know, what is it I'm good at? What is it that I like to do? And I find an intersection between those two. Okay. I find what I'm good at, what do I like to do, put those two together, and that's the value that I offer to the world. I then will start to network because your net worth is your network. 
Come on. Um, I'm gonna start networking and going to different events and just being in the room surrounded by people that number one I could learn from, but mm. then also I could earn from, meaning that people who have problems that I could solve. And so I would start to <clears throat> I would start start to then start connecting with people and start get start talking to people about the value that I offer and make them an offer to work with them, whether it's them paying me, you know, up front just to consult them or yeah. uh, starting something together and, you know, you know, you know, getting a revenue share, mm-hmm. but really just focusing on the value that I offer yep. and match that with somebody else who, you know, who has the means to pay me to to give them that that off that value mm-hmm. uh, and then I would just keep building once I made money from that I would put money back into the business and I would keep recycling it until I'm back to a multi-million dollar company that's literally the biggest thing that I took from that was that value piece find that value within yourself find people who have a problem and then go provide that value for those people that's what I that's what I got from there man and I have a couple more questions for you. As I said, this is FYI Fly, a show about money, investing, and entrepreneurship. So what about that balance, man? Because I feel like everybody has to have some type of balance. Everybody has some type of vice that they like to spin on that they probably shouldn't have. But let's be realistic. Everybody does. So where does that balance? Because I saw somebody was like, that $7 Starbucks every day is not going to keep you from being a millionaire if you're still doing some of the right things. So do you agree with that? Where is the 100%, balance? 100%. I see, I don't I don't believe in balance. I think balance is a made-up word. Mm. I think balance is like utopia. I think we all just make decisions, right? Yeah. You know, I had a mentor once tell me that life is a 10-foot a, a room and you only have a 9-foot rug, right? And so what that <laughs> yeah. means is that there's never really going to be a time that you're going to be able to cover all of all of the room, and so and that, that wow. that's with how you spend money, that's how you invest money, that's how you spend your time, that's mm. with work life balance, like all of that is a fallacy. Yeah. Uh, you just make a decision, and so for me, I you know I've just made a, a decision that all right, you know what, I'm being responsible on on, on with my finances, even if uh, I, like like even if I have a pair of sixteen hundred dollars shoes that I probably only wear once because they're so exclusive that yeah. I can't wear them over and over again. Even though I do that, I you know, I still got money in the bank for an emergency. I still my my, my kids still go to private schools. Mm. I still have set up, you know, a will and a trust to to you know to make sure that my 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 you know my generate my next generation is fine. So I'm yeah. still responsible. And that's the other thing though too is that you know, I, I think I think from a balance perspective, it's like, all right, just make sure that like don't be don't feel guilty, right? Don't feel guilty to live your life because the truth of the matter is mm. that the better you feel, the more money you could attract, right? Come and on. so when when I feel good, when I walk out that house and I and I and I throw a custom pair of Jordan fours on, uh-huh. and I feel like <laughs> I'm the man, when I throw on a, a ten thousand dollar or twenty thousand dollar Rolex watch, and when I get into my six figure car mm. and I feel good about myself, it's not about showing off for everybody else. Like y'all can keep that. But when I when I walk out and I feel I feel like I'm premium, 
I start to attract premium. Come I on. start to attract premium opportunities. I start to attract other people who want to also be premium and who have the money to pay me my premium prices. Yep. Uh, I think it's really about, you know, you know, what makes you feel good and, and making sure that you're taking care of your responsibilities. And so as long as your mm. responsibilities are taken care of, I think that's what, what matters the most. Man, I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off people because... Balance is something that a lot of people try to chase. And like you said, it's very, very hard to achieve that. And I feel like if you're going to just try to make the best decision the most times that you can, you know what I mean? And if you slip up sometimes, I mean, it is what it is. Nobody's perfect. But I think if you have, like you say, you're responsible, you understand your priorities, and you kind of align your, your moves and your motion based on the priorities and the things you care about, you know, you, you, you can't really lose, man, because you're taking care of those first things that you really care about. Facts. Facts. Yeah, man. So I think this is this is great, man. I got one more question for you. Got our famous final question. I'm going to say two quotes and I need you to let me know which one is more accurate in your opinion. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Best. So the first one is more money, more problems like Biggie. I know you're going to feel that one because you, you're from New York. <laughs> and then the second one is. Money can't buy happiness. Which one do you agree with most? Which one is more accurate? Money, money can't buy happiness. I don't, I don't believe that it's more money, more problems. It's actually more money, more opportunities. Come on. The more, the more money you have, the more opportunities you have, the more access you have, the more, you know, you think about, you know, somebody who doesn't have money and they're in their environment that they don't want to be in, that's, they got to stay in that environment. Yeah. Well, if 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 I'm in, if I'm ever in an environment that I don't want to be in, I, I catch a flight, right? <laughs> I'll catch feelings. I catch flights, right? Come I'm on, tuck your stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going this place, so I can randomly, like right now, if I decided that you know what, I had a, a busy week, I want to go and relax. I want to go to Jamaica for for a week. I could do that because mm-hmm. I have the I have the means to do it. So sure. I believe it's more more money, more opportunities. I do agree with though, money cannot buy happiness. Because happiness is, you know, something that comes from within. Whether you have money, I, I, I've, I've, been in, I've been in situations where I had a lot of money and I wasn't happy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so, and so being able to have money and, 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 and think that money automatically equals happiness, I think that's wrong. You know, I, I think that it can't buy happiness. I think that happiness is something that you create. It's all about perspective. There's somebody right now who has the same situation that you have, that you're complaining about, they're happy that they have it, right? Right. Because they understand the power of, you know, you know, their circumstance and how that circumstance is going to help them get to the next level. And so it's really about understanding that money is a tool that can assist in happiness, but it isn't the end all be all right in 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 that in that journey for or that pursuit of happiness a hundred percent agree man i feel like the the journey the goals the people that you're doing it with those all bring the happiness and like you said that money is the byproduct from accomplishing all those things that you want to accomplish absolutely yeah man so this was great bro thank you so much for joining the hundredth episode of the fy fly podcast if you have any final words, any final takeaways, go ahead and also let them know where to reach you. 
Yeah, so, you know, appreciate you, brother, for having me. You know, make sure y'all go to my website, IamAshCash.com. Access everything, my, my courses, my books, my podcasts, everything is there. You can also follow me on all social media platforms at IamAshCash. And my final word is, is really just, you know, be comfortable with becoming, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, the, in the words of the Honorable Sean Carter again, he says, you could, you could try to change, but that's just the top layer. Fam, you was who you was when you got here. And what that means is yeah. that at the end of the day, you are who you are. God has made you imperfectly perfect, right? So you don't have to be like anybody else. You could be exactly who you are. You could be imperfectly perfect. And everything you desire is, is, is here reserved for your imperfect, perfect self. And so stop focusing on, you know, you know, watching other people, seeing what they're doing, trying to adapt who you are to who who you think society wants you to be. I just want you to be so comfortable with yourself. I want you to love yourself. I want you to, to, to do the mirror work and talk positive words of, of, of affirmations to yourself every single day. And then just go out there and be right. Go out there and be who you are. And you'll notice that that success chases authenticity success loves you know people who are comfortable with themselves and so once you get authentic once you get comfortable with yourself then success uh, success will be be yours and and what comes with success is everything that you want to do is everything mm-hmm. that you want to have and everything that you want to be yes sir yes sir thank you again man for everybody listening i want y'all to do what we talked about on the podcast was Take some of those small gems, some of those smaller steps and add those things up. Let them compound over time. And I promise you, watch the big changes, watch the big results happen for you. So thank you again. And for all my listeners, y'all already know, for the hundredth time, (laughs) we need y'all to stay safe, stay invested, and stay FYI fly. We'll see y'all next week. Yes, sir. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI FLI Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly.